Where's my English teacher? Put your hands together for Pastor Chinyama. Thank you. Good morning. Praise God. Um, all right. Are you ready this morning? Yeah. There's a handful of people. <laughs> Are you ready this morning? I think I can work with I can work with thirty percent. Are, are you are you ready this morning? Yeah. We say this year is a year of uh, expectation, expectation. Now let me tell you something about about expectation. Expectation looks like you have gone online and you've ordered something and it says it's going to be delivered in two weeks. All right, and um, if you like our place, we've got this little video doorbell and, and it senses movement so every time there's movement you're like oh it's my package it's my package that's expectation every time uh, you know the, the, the neighbor's dog passes by and the thing says there's somebody at the front you're like oh it's my package it's my package open the oh no no there's no one that is expectation expectation is when you are ready you're waiting for something because you know something is coming ah come on Expectation is when you position yourself, you're in a ready position. Expectation is when you are ready to receive, when you position yourself ready to receive because you know that something has been released and it's on its way to you. You get it later. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about expectation. Expectation is the basis or the platform upon which the power of God comes to rest. Okay. All right. So, God does not need to prove himself. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. He is God. All right. In case you forget... Just remember that you're standing and the ground hasn't swallowed you. That is because God <laughs> made everything and put it in place. So it's not like, uh, you know what, uh, show me what you got. Like prove yourself. No, 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 no. He is God. And especially if you are a believer, then you know what he has done. You know how he found you. You know exactly where he found you and how he's redeemed you and brought you. Yeah. I don't know about, you know, some of us, we remember where we, you know, how he found us. And, and, and his grace, how he reached us and, and found us. And because of that, the Bible says, whom... The one that knows that they've been forgiven much will also do what? Will love much. You know, but some of you, you, ha you had it all together. So all Jesus Christ needed to do was just dust you a little and you were good to go. But some of us, we needed the blood of Jesus. Yeah. The blood of Jesus. We needed the blood to wash us. And so um, I, I pray that your faith right now would get stirred up and that you'd be ready. No, no, no. I'm not a performer. This word is powerful in and of itself. 
The word of God is powerful. But in order for it to manifest in power in our lives, we have to expect. You got to bring something. What are you bringing to the table this morning? Expectation. All right. Let's pray. Or should we read the scripture? Let's read the scripture. Let's read the scripture. Then we're going to pray. So we are looking um, at a message or a series that we've entitled Pray Like Jesus. Pray Like Jesus. This morning I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And we are going to start reading from verse 7 and we'll read to verse 13. And then we'll look at two scriptures in in James. And then I am going to pray and then I'll go through my points and then I'll go and sit down. Okay. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask. Before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Can we do that together? Let's go. One, two, three. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. James chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. I was going to read a big chunk out of that, but for the sake of brevity, I'm just going to pick out these two verses. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. 16 says... Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Let's pray. Father, it's the entrance of your word into our hearts that brings light and gives us understanding. Today, this morning, at Everyday Church, I stand, Lord, on this altar to proclaim your word, to speak your truth. This is your word. It's alive and it's powerful. I don't add anything to it. Neither do I take away anything from it. I am a vessel. And it's you, Lord, that has filled me. It's you, mighty God, that has called me. It is you, Lord, that has anointed me. It is you, mighty God, that has sent me to proclaim it. This is your word. Mighty God, may you stand by it today. 
in the name of Jesus. May you show yourself strong, O oh Lord, because this is your word, and I'm standing in your name, the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. There's nothing, Lord, that's going to hinder this word from, be, from being proclaimed and being received today. Every heart that is here, Lord, I pray for receptivity. I pray for minds, oh Lord, that are, that, that are uh, surrendered to, to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. That as, that as I minister, as the Holy Spirit ministers in and through me, Lord, you have your way in this place and father god in the words of john the baptist i decrease that you may increase in jesus name amen john wesley says god does nothing except in response to believing prayer god does not do anything in the earth Unless it's in response to the prayers of the believers. And that's why it's important then that we have churches that know how to pray. Churches must pray. A church is not a place of entertainment. A church is a place of power. But in order for it to be a place of power, it's going to be a place of prayer. Jesus Christ says these words... When he walks into the temple and all the crazy transactions are happening, he says, my house will be known as a house of what? Prayer for all nations. It's not even the word, it's not even the, 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 the house of, of the, uh, you know, the, the, the proclamation of the word that where we, 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 we exponentially teach all these things. No, 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 he says, my house will be known as a house of prayer. Not a house of preaching, a house of prayer. Not a house of entertainment, but a house of prayer. Not a house of socializing, but a house of prayer. In order for it to be a house of prayer, then it simply means that the people that are in the house must be people of prayer. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about praying like Jesus. Pray like Jesus. They would have seen him. They would have seen him every morning. He woke up and he would go into a solitary place and he would engage in prayer. And when he came for public ministry, he functioned in power. Jesus Christ prayed short prayers in public and long prayers in private. And when he came in public, he was in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. So now, if we are going to pray like Jesus, I think we should look at what Jesus has to say about this whole thing. So he says to the disciples, he says, all right, this is how we're going to roll. This is how you're going to do it. Uh, if you're going to do this thing, you're going to do it on my terms. Uh, prayer is coming to God on his terms. Prayer is coming to God yielded. Uh, yes, surrendering everything so that he alone can have the way in your life. It's not, it's not telling God what to do like, oh God, I, I know you're going to do it, but I want you to do it within this time frame. And if God doesn't do it within that time frame and then we you know, spit the dummy and walk the other way. Or oh, because God said he's going to do it and now he hasn't done it, I'm out of the house. I've stopped serving. I'm not even giving. I'm withholding my money. How dare you say that to me? And then you don't come through. I, I, okay, all right, okay. And it says this, it says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. 
Do not use vain repetitions. If our time is going to take you into the story of uh, Elijah, how that Elijah, you know, uh, challenged the prophets of Baal. He said, all right, let's do this thing. Let's settle this. When you go into that story in, in First Kings, you find that um, they, the Bible said that they were chanting and they were, they, were, they were cutting themselves with swords. Vain repetitions. Vain repetitions. He doesn't say don't use repetitions. He says do not use vain repetitions. He says for they think they will be heard for their many words. He says don't be like them. Don't be like them. God is your father. He knows you. He loves you. He cares for you. He's got a plan and a purpose. Now when you know that, you rest in that assurance. And so then when you come to pray, it's prayer from a place of rest. Let me just say something that is not in my notes, but it's something that I have crafted over the years. Regarding prayer, if you don't pray proactively, you will always be praying reactively. If you don't pray when you are on the mountaintop, your prayers are going to be motivated by fear. Fear of the stuff that you are going through or fear about something that's about to happen. And so now, let's pray. Let's pray. It's not faith-based prayer. It's fear-driven. And I see a lot of that. You're only praying because you know that um, they've sent you an eviction notice. But when you're on top of, of, of your world... Um, yeah, you were just on a text basis with God. You were just texting, hey, how you doing? I'm busy. I got stuff to do. But now that the report has come and you're fearful and you're paralyzed and you know there's no one that can help you. There's no one that is going to come through for you. And now you come to God, 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 God please, please, please help me, help me. God, you know, you know how I love. God, I promise I will serve. Lord, I will do everything. I will, I will serve in your house. And, and you make all these promises. Fear-driven. 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 So unless you pray proactively, unless prayer is your lifestyle, unless pray is something that you're doing constantly, you will always be praying reactively because something is about to happen or you want something from God. You know that friend that texts you when you see the text message, when you see the phone call, you know, bro, haven't seen you, haven't heard from you for seven months. And now I know he's after something. He's after a favor. You just know it. You just know it. But he's your friend. And you can't disown him. So you just come through for him. You know, you kind of help him out. But it's that friend. He'll never call you to check on you and find out how you're doing. How's things, man? How's the kids? No. When he calls you, when he messages you, you know there's an issue. And he needs you to be his fixer. But Jesus Christ says, in this manner, I want you to pray. I, this is one of those to topics, Pastor Now, that 
I could preach for seven days non-stop. Okay, but I've got to be disciplined and behave myself. All right. From this, what we call the Lord's Prayer, I'm just going to, I'm look, uh, I'll just look at verse 9 and 10. 9 and 10. All right. Let's, it says, in this manner pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is more descriptive than it is prescriptive. And so, but by that, it doesn't mean that we have to just gather and just recite this. But it says, if you're going to pray, your prayer must be preceded with worship. Uh, hallow is an old English word that we don't use anymore. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Worship. Now, we worship God for who he is. So God doesn't need to prove himself to you in any way, shape, or form. God doesn't need to uh, uh, bring something that you would call a breakthrough in order for you to worship him. Worship is something that is due. Uh, the psalmist says, bring, he says, he says, he says, uh, uh, we worship you in the splendor of your holiness, for worship is due unto you. He alone is worthy of worship. And so when we approach him, when we come before him, if we are going to pray like Jesus, our prayers must be preceded by worship. You worship him. Before you ask for anything, you must worship him. Come on, somebody. You must worship him. And that's reverence. And worship does not depend on circumstances. Uh -huh. Because if I, if, uh, if I had a hula hoop, I was going to stand in a hula hoop right here and tell you to say, that's what circumstances are. Circumstance is a circle of your standing. Now, it, it can change from time to time. Because one moment I'm in the circle, I'm in this one, the next moment I'm in the other one. Now, if my worship is based on my circumstances, then I will find myself in certain seasons where I don't worship because I don't feel like it. I don't worship because things are just falling apart in my life. I'm trying to put some stuff together, and you want me to worship God. I got no time for that. I'm trying to fix this. But worship is something that is given to God because it's due to him, because it belongs to him, because he alone is to be hallowed, hallowed be your name worship so if you're gonna if you're gonna pray like Jesus you must be a worshiper then it says your kingdom come your will be done your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so prayer praise the ushering in of God's kingdom prayer is the ushering in of God's kingdom. Now, what is God's kingdom? We can, we, can, we, can, we can dwell on that forever. We can dwell on that until it's lunchtime. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God is the reign and the rule of God. The jurisdiction and the power of God. And so when you say, Lord, thy kingdom come, what you are saying is, God, I want your way of doing things to manifest in this situation. In other words, you're saying, Lord, I hand over, I hand over, I surrender so that a higher reign, a reign that is of power, a reign that is of jurisdiction would come and superintend over this situation. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Oh, yes, Lord, in my life. Life, 
as it is already established in heaven. And so prayer then is reproducing heaven on earth. Prayer is the declaration of God's will and God's purpose right in your situation. It's not whinging and complaining. Even though that's the easiest thing to do. So in order to pray like Jesus, your prayers have to be, number one, faith-filled. But your prayers cannot be... Your prayers will not be faith-filled unless your prayers are word-anchored. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It says faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Substance. Hypostasis. The undergirding. That which is holding you. So in other words, the, the, the prayers that you offer, the prayers that you bring must have substance. Not your substance, his substance. Number two, favent. Come on, man. Let there be some favor in the prayers. Favent prayers flow from your spirit, not your head, not your mind. Because your mind is all, of, is all over the place. Sometimes the, 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 the battle that I'm facing is right in my mind. And, 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 and if I say I'm going to pray from my mind, then all I'm going to bring is confusion. I gotta shut my mind, shut it off, and turn on the spirit man and begin to proclaim and begin to de decree and begin to, 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 to speak life into a dead situation, speak hope into a hopeless situation, and begin to, to, to decree with favor. Favent prayers. Favent. The third thing is prayers have to be focused. And so regardless of what's happening, you need to sit yourself down and contain yourself and be still. The psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. So you still yourself. And you focus your energy, you focus, you direct your prayers to the one that not only hears them, but the one that is able to answer them. Because remember, God doesn't do anything in the earth unless it's in response to prayer. The prayers of the believers. And you are that believer. You that has placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are the one who's given the authority. You are the one that is given his spirit to guide you through this process. Spirit led. Spirit led. Led by the spirit. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Led by the Spirit. In, 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 in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it's not there. But trust me, I'm quoting from the scripture. I don't even have it here, but it just popped in my spirit. It says this. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we pray according to his will, he hears us. And then verse 15 says this. And it says, and if he hears us, then we know that we have those things that we ask of him. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. So we approach God on his terms and we pray according to his will. And when we do that, oh, we can rest in assurance that God has heard and God will come through. The biggest challenge that a lot of believers have, you know how that after every prayer, regardless of how long it is, we say that word, that word at the end. You know that word? That, that one. Yeah, that one. That word, that's a very powerful word. That's a very, very powerful word. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. When I was a little boy, growing up, um, we, we had a veggie patch around, around the house. It was, a, it was a slightly bigger property. And so people, people growing their own food now, they think it's revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, growing my own. Like, Come on, please. Just sit down. And, 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 and so mom would give, would give us seeds to plant the seeds. Uh, you know, would, would prepare the land. And, and my, my job would be make little holes and, and drop the seed and, and, and cover it with earth and cover and cover and cover. But what I used to do as a little boy is this. I would, uh, after the planting process, the next, the next morning, next morning, I would wake up, wake up, start going around and start digging. Because I want to see the plant. Because I'm like, oh, no, no, we planted yesterday. So in my little mind, it should pop up and so I start digging so then I ran to mom and said mom you know how we planted the seed yesterday nothing has happened nothing has happened and she said to me if you if you keep on digging them out they will never germinate okay a lot of us when we pray we say amen but we never walk in the amen of our prayers Oh, we pray, we say amen, we believe in the moment. Yes, Father God, yes, come through, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. After that, you're like, oh, man, the situation is so worse. Oh, can't believe it, man, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to make it, man. The whole, everything is just falling apart. But you just prayed. But you just prayed. But you just prayed. But you just prayed. Lord, we pray for this person to be healed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, oh, it's worse. I mean, look at him. Look at the condition. But you just prayed. Why won't you just walk in the amen of your prayers? Why won't you plant the seed of prayer and leave it in the ground and water it with your faith and expectation until the time determined by him and he brings it to manifestation? It's not that we don't pray, but we don't walk in the amen of our prayers. We don't walk in the amen of our prayers. And because we don't walk in the amen of our prayers, we end up nullifying the very prayers that we have prayed. The last thing, according to my notes, is 
you know, if you're going to pray, you're going to be authoritative. There's got to be some authority. But this is not, this is not self-given authority. This is not authority based on, 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 on your rank, you know, if you're in the army or, or your position in, in your place of work. No, no, no. This is authority bestowed on you by your heavenly father. He says this, he says, you know, Jesus Christ says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will do you any harm. This is delegated authority and all you have to do is walk in it. Walk in it. And so I'm not praying prayers of intimidation. Intimidated by the circumstances, intimidated by the enemy, looking at the symptoms. No, I'm focused on the word. I'm focused on who he is, what he has done, what he has promised, who, you know, what he is capable of. And I stand there and I say, in the name of Jesus. And if you've, if you've ever cast out a demon, you know that you have to stand in authority. Because if you don't stand in authority, that sucker will find out and he will intimidate you. So you got to stand there and say, come out in the name of Jesus. I know we've been here for 100 years. I don't care. Move right now in the name of Jesus because there's power, there's authority in the name of Jesus. And that's the reason we don't pray in our own names. That's the reason we don't pray in our family names or the neighbor's name or the king's name. We only pray in the name of Jesus who is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes. So if we are going to pray like Jesus we are going to have to be people that are spirit-filled, that are spirit-led, so that our prayers are fervent, our prayers are focused. So who does God want to hear pray? Is it just a select few people? Huh? Is it just a select few people that God wants to hear from? So why don't you pray? Why don't you open your mouth and pray? Why don't you open your mouth and pray? I'll tell you why you don't pray. You've believed a lie. You've believed a lie that you, that your prayers are not good enough. But James begs to differ with you because James says the effective fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much so this whole thing about prayer is a divine is what I call a divine setup in that God our heavenly father full of love full of mercy full of grace says you know what I'm going to do I'm going to impute my righteousness on you because it's the very basis upon which you're going to stand so I can answer your prayers. The effective favor prayers of the righteous. So you don't stand in your own righteousness, but that which is imputed on you. So now when you understand that you have righteousness imputed on you, then you stand on it and you proclaim prayers in faith, you proclaim prayers in, in, in the authority that is given. You proclaim the prayers under the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. So when I get up to pray, there's no ifs and buts. 
it, 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 it is written. This is what the word says. And I am going to stand on it and I'm going to believe it. So if we're going to pray like Jesus, then we have to know the word. And we have to operate in it. How did Jesus defeat the devil? With the word. Every time that sucker came to him, he says, it is written. It is written. It is written. In a room like this, there's, um, there's various needs that are represented. And sometimes we, we can get paralyzed by the needs that people have when we focus solely on the needs. And that's why we don't focus on needs. We focus on the Lord, on the King of Kings, on the King of Glory. We focus on the Waymaker. We focus on the, on the Stronghold Breaker. And we've been talking about praying like Jesus. But in order, in order for you to pray like Jesus, you have to, to know Jesus. You have to know him. You can't pray like Jesus and not know him. It's not just knowing about him, but you've got to be in a relationship with him as Lord and Savior. 1 John chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So if you have never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, this is an opportunity that I want to provide to you. If you are in this service and you've never yielded your life to the Lordship of Christ, and you're continuing to run your life on your own terms, relying on your own strength. This is an opportunity. And if you're watching this live stream, and you're like, you know, I just stumbled on it, but I am interested in this Jesus. Well, I am here to let you know that this Jesus is interested in you. He's been more interested in you than you realize. The Father so loved that he, he gave his son, his only son, to die for you. So that you would be reconciled back to him. And so if you've never made that confession, you've never made that realignment of your life, this is the moment I want to lead us in this prayer. It's a prayer of confession. And we always encourage the congregation to, to pray along so that the people that are here for the first time that have never done it, you know, we would sort of come alongside them. And the prayer is just a simple one. It goes along the lines of, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner in need of a savior Jesus Christ 
be the Lord and Savior of my life as I surrender to you. I renounce my sinful past to embrace you and start afresh in you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says that um, if a person is in Christ, they are a new creation. They are a new creation. They are a new creation. If this is your very first time to pray that prayer, all that we ask is that at the end of the service, you see us at the back. You see, you see us at the back. And we are going to connect with you. For those of you that are online, you say, I've prayed this prayer. Reach out to us. We'll connect with you. And we'll see how we can help you on this new journey that you've just started. God is good. God is faithful. And he's calling us to be a people of power. But we cannot be a people of power unless we are a people of prayer. And that means praying like Jesus. Let's just stand and just celebrate.